Welcome to the Weekly Investment Outlook podcast from Deutsche Bank's International Private Bank, looking at the most important issues for investors in the week ahead. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's CIO Weekly Investment Outlook podcast. I'm Eva Meiringer, Head of Marketing Communications for the International Private Bank's EMEA region. And with me today is Dirk Steffen, our Global Chief Investment Strategist for Deutsche Bank's Private Bank. Dirk, great to have you. Welcome. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. Great, Dirk. Uh, it's been uh, yeah, a very busy week, and uh, I think it's uh, needless to say in the center of this week's attention have been uh, several central banks meetings from, Fred, uh, from the Fed to the ECB all over to the Bank of England. Um, the Fed lifted its key interest rates by quarter, uh, more modestly than uh, in the recent months, and the ECB and the BOE each by half a percentage point. How did the markets react? Are we reaching the peak? And what is your take on the commentary around the hikes? Yeah, we had been expecting a, a very, very tumultuous week, if you want. So lots of volatility. And if I look back, uh, that's exactly what was delivered. So we had um, everything in it. So huge market moves. Uh, both on the bond side, on the currency side, and of course on the equity side. So, and this was all in response to these central banks. Okay, is do you? I mean, now taking this, uh, you know, maybe interpreting a bit or spending a bit of time on the commentary. What kind of do we foresee now from those meetings? What what do we expect in the coming kind of upcoming central banks meetings? Yeah, this was, um, you know, it's quite puzzling, I, I would say, because if you look at uh, these, you know, the, the central banks case by case, if you want, or one by one, um, markets uh, were clearly looking for guidance and we didn't really get that. So if I may start with the Fed, there was uh, quite a bit of, um, you know, questioning going on after, after the decision had been communicated. And uh, if anything, um, you know, Powell didn't really give us clear answers to um, to what people really are interested in, which is um, something like, will the Fed uh, reach 5% at the peak? Will there be cuts in the second half of the year and things like that? And um, if anything, the answer has been postponed to the March meeting. And that was taken by the markets as uh, quite a, a dovish uh, hint, uh, mm -hmm. because in the past we had had been experiencing monetary policy making, which was uh, something like I'm exaggerating now, like uh, you know we we are hiking hiking regardless, right, Re regardless of the economic cost because the inflation problem is just too high. Um, yes. So that changed, and it's not only true for the Fed, but also for the Bank of England. And then Lagarde had actually a, a very difficult job because um, I think many market participants just uh, didn't really believe uh, the, the pretty straightforward statements. So they, they engaged in a discussion about uh, what intent means. So is that like uh, clear guidance or not? So it looks like this will be now also data dependent on the ECB side. So I think we have to, to take these three central bank uh, decisions um, as one. Uh, so mm -hmm. uh, a few of the details from the ECB can maybe explained by the action we, we saw by the Fed uh, a day before. 
Okay. Now, uh, staying a bit with uh, with the Fed meeting uh, in the U.S., we've uh, we've just seen uh, kind of the latest uh, U.S. job growth numbers coming out, and uh, employers in the U.S. have added five hundred seventeen thousand jobs. I think higher than expected. Uh, how are markets reacting, um, and how how do you read that? That was a blockbuster report, if I may say. <laughs> so nobody uh, had been expecting that. And uh, there were also heavy revisions to the upside for the full year, so the annual review. And uh, that actually is telling us that the US economy is still in a pretty decent shape. And that mm -hmm. is contrasting with most other indicators which are more forward-looking. So as you know, the labor market is backward-looking or a coincident if we, you know, uh, it's happening at the same time. So it doesn't tell us anything really about the next three, four, five, six months. So I'm, I've, I'm afraid that, uh, you know, this recession risk is not, uh, uh, is not solved. So it's still very present despite the yeah. strong labor market report. But uh, it does tell us that uh, the, the Fed um, may, may, may have to, to be a bit more restrictive than um, some market participants had been expecting just the day before. So that, mm. that is just explaining, once again, the very high market volatility uh, we are facing right now because um, this is just more of a structural observation we have here because um, the great moderation uh, we used to have, uh, you know, some, some maybe from the mid-80s all the way through the great financial crisis is clearly over. So volatility is very high, uh, not only on the markets, but um, also on the macro side. So GDP readings and then inflation readings. And that's, I think, the main reason why, why central banks now want to, to see the data. So they want to be data dependent um, and then decide what to do. So we don't really get much guidance from the central banks right now. Yeah, okay. Let's turn. Uh, I mean, we just uh, reached uh, or started uh, the second month of this year. So it's beginning of February. Uh, we are in the midst of the first uh, earnings season of the year 2023. And we've, uh, especially this week, we've seen some mega caps reporting uh, from Apple to Amazon to Meta, who had uh, a massive kind of share price uh, jump, just to name a few. Um, what are what are your comments um, on, on on the latest earnings we've seen, and uh, is there anything you want to uh, specifically uh, mention uh, in the context of the of the big tech companies? Yeah, that's one of the biggest debates now, right? Uh, apart from maybe the China reopening, which is also um, really on yeah. page number one, uh, but uh, big tech and how they will fair in the years ahead is, is one of the questions we, we get oftentimes from investors. And mm -hmm. uh, we, we do see in the, in the latest readings of you know, the outlooks and what has been reported that um, it has to be, you know, we need to be probably prepared for some, uh, some more um, normal results going forward because the last uh, couple of years had, had been just uh, exceptionally strong. So now it's much about, more about um, efficiency and um, you know, keeping profit profitability high because these strong growth rates are probably behind us for some time. But I, yeah. we really don't want to say now that this is 
are going to stay like that forever. It's just more like um, maybe a year or two of um, normalization. And then um, we have th this discussion almost on a daily basis uh, internally, you know, going forward. I mean, where will the growth come from? And it's probably a big, big topics like uh, artificial intelligence and uh, cloud computing, things like that. So, um, and this is really where these companies um, are the driving force. So um, I'm trying to say that um, maybe we're in for, for a year or two of more normal activity in the sector, but uh, the secular uh, story is still very strong. And um, right now, I mean, with the, with the US um, in the major slowdown, despite the strong reading now, the labor market, um, companies really have to be prepared for some tougher times ahead. And, and it's probably, again, the mega caps and the strong companies with uh, high quality and robust balance sheets that will fare the best in that environment. Fair enough. Thanks a lot. I think we can say uh, it has been, uh, if not the kind of the most uh, busy week uh, of, of uh, most probably this quarter. So if we look a bit kind of, um, you know, uh, into the quarter, the, the coming, let's say, two months ahead, what do investors need to keep uh, an eye upon? I mean, as usual, it will be uh, down to the data, right? And also, as, as we just discussed, the central banks will be watching it. So the next readings on inflation in Germany will be uh, very important. We have to, we are still waiting for that because there have been technical issues. So um, also the ECB had to decide on monetary policy um, without knowing these numbers. Um, then, of course, in industrial production in Germany will be something people will be looking at because, um, you know, um, actually the performance of German industrials had been quite robust despite the energy crisis. So uh, now going forward, all these hard data will probably then uh, really um, market driving. Apart from that, maybe a bit more longer term uh, for the next couple of months or two, three months or so. Maybe this, um, this theme of Goldilocks can stay for a while because um, we have prices coming down mainly, uh, especially in the US, and wage growth is, is actually still moderate. So, um, and we, we have an economy that is, you know, not too strong. So that's the definition of a calm macro environment, which is actually supportive of um, you know, no further positive action for the stock markets. That said, and I have to mention that here, we are very vigilant that uh, this may change at some point. So um, while we, we all enjoy, I guess, uh, the very, very strong start to the year 2023, um, we are actually in the camp of, uh, you know, being watching very closely what's happening and if maybe market expectations are already a bit, um, you know, ahead of uh, the economies and the company results. So uh, we stick to the script. Uh, risk management is priority number one for us, but uh, we certainly, uh, we are certainly happy with a more friendly start we got in 2023 compared to last year. Thanks a lot, Dick. That's, I think, a, a nice kind of summary to, to end up on. As always, it's been a pleasure and super interesting. Dear listeners, thanks for taking the time and uh, we'll be back in a week from now. Goodbye for today.
In Europe, Middle East and Africa, as well as in Asia-Pacific, this podcast may be considered marketing material, but this is not the case in the US. No assurance can be given that any forecast or target can be achieved. Forecasts are based on assumptions, estimates, opinions and hypothetical models which may prove to be incorrect. Past performance is not indicative of future returns. Performance refers to a nominal value based on price gains and losses and does not take into account inflation. Inflation will have a negative impact on the purchasing power of this nominal monetary value. Depending on the current level of inflation, this may lead to a real loss in value, even if the nominal performance of the investment is positive. Investments come with risk. The value of an investment can fall as well as rise, and you might not get back the amount originally invested at any point in time. Your capital may be at risk. The services described in this podcast are provided by Deutsche Bank AG or by its subsidiaries and or affiliates in accordance with appropriate local legislation and regulation. Deutsche Bank AG is subject to comprehensive supervision by the European Central Bank, by Germany's Federal Financial Supervisory Authority and by Germany's Central Bank. Brokerage services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated a broker-dealer and registered investment advisor which conducts investment banking and securities activities in the United States. Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated is a member of FINRA, NYSE and SIPC. Lending and banking services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Trust Company Americas, member FDIC and other members of the Deutsche Bank Group. The products, services, information and or materials referred to within this podcast may not be available for residents of certain jurisdictions. Copyright 2023, Deutsche Bank AG and or its subsidiaries. All rights reserved. This podcast may not be used, reproduced, copied or modified without the written consent of Deutsche Bank AG.